your storm or ease your troubled mind. I can't cause the rain to fall or make the sun to shine. I can. All right, here we go. Well, I can't calm your storm or ease your troubled mind. I can't cause the rain to fall or make the sun to shine. I can't lift your burdens or give you strength to stand. But I know someone who can. I know someone who can. You the sick and body make the dead to move again. I know someone who can. Your heart is burning and no one understands. I know someone who can. Pick you up off the bottom and give you strength to stand. Well, I know someone who can. Well, I can't calm your storm or ease your troubled mind. I can't cause the rain to fall or make the sun to shine. I can't lift your burdens or give you strength to stand. But I know someone who can. Heal the sick and body, make the dead to live again. Love you when your heart is burning and no one understands. Pick you up off the bottom and give you strength to stand. I know someone who can. Solve your problems. I can't pay your bills. I can't walk your valleys, no, and I can't climb your hills. And when you cross, old Jordan friend, I can't hold your hand. But I know someone who can. I know someone who can. Heal the sick and body, make the dead to live again. Help you when your heart is burning and no one understands. Pick you up off the bottom and give you strength to stand. I know someone who can. 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 Heal your sick body. Pick you up off the bottom. He'll give you strength and peace of mind. Someone who cares. Someone who cares. Someone who cares. Someone who cares. Well, I know someone who cares. I know someone who cares. Heal the sick and body, make the dead to live again. Someone who cares. When your heart is burning and no one Someone who can pick you up off the bottom and give you strength to stand. Well, I know someone who can. I can't solve your problems, and I can't pay your bills, and I can't walk your valleys low, and I can't climb your hills. And when you cross old Jordan, friend, I can't hold your hand. Who cares? I know someone who cares. Heal the sick and body, make the dead to live again. I 
for an answer. Praise God. Amen. Mark, excuse me, Mark chapter number five. Mark chapter number five. Amen. Mark writes his gospel to show us about Jesus who's a servant. He's a miracle worker. Amen. It just goes from scene to scene to scene of of Jesus uh, casting out devils. That's what we talked about here today, right? Amen. He emphasized the the casting out of devils, and he connected it with the giving of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. But he also heals the sick, saves the lost. Hallelujah. Provides for those that are in need. He's a miracle-working God. Have you heard about him? Have you heard about him? Amen. Have you heard about Jesus? He's doing all kinds of of great things in this earth. Still doing miracles in this earth. Still doing uh, signs and wonders. Still healing sick. Still doing it. Amen. Praise God. We're going to read the stories in the Bible, and and they're there for our benefit. The Lord included them. Uh, John makes it very clear to us there's so much more that could be written, but these things were written for our benefits. Amen. And I tell you what, don't get used to where you're just uh, unmoved by these stories. Tonight, the story we're going to look at tonight, very familiar. If you've been around the church very long, you probably heard it preached on a dozen times. But we're going to hear it again to remind ourselves that Jesus is a healer. He's the one that has an answer. Amen. He's the, he's the conquering servant. He's the, uh, the miracle-working God, delivers and has power over demons. We saw that he has power over the dangers of life. He has power over the storm. He has power over disease. And that's what we're going to look at here tonight. Mark chapter 5, we'll start reading in verse number 21. There are two stories that are kind of interwoven together. We will, we will separate them and we'll just deal with one. But, but we'll read uh, the passage that has them both together. And that's the story of Jairus and his daughter. And the story of the woman with the issue of blood. So let's read a few verses starting in number 21 here this evening. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. That's a great statement right there. She shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, 
and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Well, that's, that's another great statement of faith, right? The first one is, and she shall live. And the second one is, I shall be whole. What are you saying about your situation? Huh? What are you saying about your situation? Verse 29, and straightway, that's one of that words that we talked about immediately. The fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. We'll stop reading here tonight. Our focus will be on that woman, the woman that has the issue of blood. Uh, but her story is connected with Jairus uh, because it's on his way to Jairus's house that she discovers her miracle, that she breaks through for her touch from the Lord. Let me make a couple of observations concerning Jairus and this woman here uh, and, uh, before we dive into the story of this woman. First of all, right before this story takes place, it talks about, and we read there, that Jesus uh, arrived by ship onto the other side. He came into Capernaum. He is coming from a place called the Gadarenes, where he has just met a demoniac, a man possessed of the devil. He uh, delivers that man from uh, his demon possession. Those devils run into a herd of swine, and those swine run down the cliff and jump into the water and are drowned. And the reaction (coughs) may not be the reaction (coughs) that we are expecting, But the people come out of the city and they ask Jesus to get out of town. Leave. We don't want you here. I mean, Jesus just did what no man could do. Nobody could tame that man. Nobody could bind him up. Nobody could control him. And Jesus came and delivered him. And there he sat clothed and in his right mind. And response of the the city and of the people were, get out of there. Amen. So while one crowd uh, was relieved to see Jesus leave, that's the Gadarenes, we find another crowd was waiting to welcome him as he stepped onto the shores of Capernaum. And there was Jairus, amen, who came searching for an answer. Not everybody wants to hear from Jesus. Not everybody wants to receive from Jesus. I want you to know that the the time, the end will come and not everybody will have followed Jesus. Not everybody wants to hear the good news. Not everybody wants to receive what he has. But I want you to know somebody does. Somebody does. Somebody wants to hear it. Somebody's standing on the shore waiting for their answer. Amen. To step out of the boat. Praise God. Somebody maybe even this house is like Jairus who comes with the situation. Amen. And here comes the answer across the water. Amen. While others are rejected, Jesus, somebody wants to hear what he has to say. 
While others rejected his miracle power, some's ready to receive it. I want to be one of those that's ready to receive it. Praise God. We see that Jairus is an important synagogue officer. But on the other hand, this woman with an issue of blood, she is really just an anonymous nobody. I don't say that to disparage her, but we don't know who she is. Not a woman of title, not a woman of popularity or faith. Jairus is an officer in the synagogue. He's a man of authority, man of power. You know what, though? Jesus ministers to them just the same. He doesn't care if you're a big shot or a little shot or have no shot. He cares about you. He doesn't care if you're the popular or unpopular. Whether you're Jairus or not, Jesus interacts with all kinds of people. Praise God for that. Amen. He heals and he delivers the oppressed. Regardless if they're a nobleman or whether they're a nobody. Amen. Jesus comes to minister to those who are healing. Amen. We should never think that Jesus will not help us because of our stature or our status in life. Amen. Jesus showed up to that. He delivered a man possessed of the devil. He was certainly an outcast in society. He'll go to Jairus' house. He's an authority in the church. He'll deliver the woman with an issue of blood. She's a nobody that nobody knows anything about in society. He's the same. Amen. For those that are seeking, he is there for them. Listen to some of the folks that Jesus interacted with. Amen. He dealt with tax collectors. He dealt, dealt with the demon-possessed. But then on the other hand, he can minister to the Roman governors. Amen. He ministers to, to a young boy. He can minister to prominent religious leaders. He could talk to lawyers. And he could talk to a criminal that's hanging on the cross right there beside him. Amen. He deals with synagogue rulers. He deals with fishermen. Praise God. He deals with widows. He talks to kings. He deals with centurions, Roman captains. He even welcomes a group of children. Praise God for that. He talks to prophets. He ministers to an adulterous woman. Amen. He deals with a sick woman, a rich man, a blind beggar, and the Jewish political leaders. Man, he he, he ministers to the entire scope of humanity. He'll touch the outcast leper. Amen. And then go and talk to the government official. He'll minister to a young girl. He'll even talk to the one who will betray him. Glory to God. Amen. To the helpless paralytic man that can't even get to the house. Amen. He'll minister to him. Amen. An angry mob of soldiers, the guards, a woman from a foreign land who has a daughter that's just looking for a crumb. I said she's just looking for a crumb to fall from the master's table. Amen. But Jesus is willing to minister even to that Woman, praise God. Amen. To those that doubt, to those that hate, amen. To the Samaritan woman that's an outcast. Let me tell you something. If he deals with all of these, don't you think he'll deal with you? Don't you know he'll minister to you? Praise God. And so Jesus dealt with all kinds of people. Amen. Jairus, a man of position. This woman, really a woman of of no reputation, a woman that no one really even knew about. Jairus was about to, uh, was, was, had a 12 year old daughter and he was seeking a healing for a 12 year old daughter, a daughter that brought him happiness for 12 years. On the other hand, a woman was seeking a healing for a 12 year affliction. It's interesting how the parallel here, a 12 year affliction that had brought her sorrow. As a synagogue official, Jairus would have been wealthy, 
but his wealth could not buy his daughter health. And on the other hand, this woman was bankrupt, having spent all that she had, and had not got better, but rather grew worse. Amen. But it doesn't matter about financial status. The healer's in the house. Praise the name of the Lord. It doesn't matter about social status. Somebody's glad to see Jesus get off the boat. Woo, glory to God. Have you come tonight looking to meet with Jesus? Have you come tonight looking to touch the one that can touch you back? Praise the name of the Lord. Let's look at this woman. She was a woman... No doubt filled with disappointment. Her condition was declining. It was uh, no doubt a discouraging situation. Amen. Had an issue of blood. Had a blood condition. A physical condition. That left her weak no doubt. And and really uh, the Old Testament law declares that with this kind of a condition she was ceremonially unclean. So not only was she sick. Amen. She wasn't allowed to socialize. She wasn't allowed to go to the synagogue. She couldn't get around the priest because if she were to get near them and and touch them, she would make them unclean. So she's sick in her body. She has no friends. She has nobody that she can hang out with because the law says she's ceremonially unclean. I want you to know the law could have been, was tough. Amen. It it really was, was, didn't have much mercy and much sympathy for her. She was just uh, stuck in her condition. Amen. She may have had means at one point, and we get the indication that she may have had some sort of means. We don't know how she had that money, but whatever it was, she spent it all trying to find an answer for her situation. And instead of getting better, she got worse. Has that ever happened to you? Amen. It just, instead of things getting better, it gets worse. Amen. But in her lowest point, I love what the Bible says, she heard about Jesus praise God she heard about Jesus over on Gadara they heard about Jesus and their response was leave us amen but this woman heard about Jesus and it wasn't leave us it was rather I must go to him amen when she heard about Jesus aren't you glad you serve a God that has a reputation Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you serve a God with a reputation? Amen. In the Old Testament, amen, whenever Israel was getting ready to cross over Jordan and they were going to have to face Jericho and the spies went out and they went into the house of Rahab the heart. You know what she said? She said, man, the heart of this city has already failed because we've heard about your God. We've heard how your God defeated, amen, Bashan and how he defeated the Egyptians. I want you to know our God comes with a reputation and his reputation precedes him. Amen. And his reputation goes before him. And I was reading and looking at it throughout Mark. And, and I thought, man, what kind of a reputation was already going before him? He's already been known to heal Peter's mother-in-law that has a fever. He's already touched the leper. Amen. And cleansed him of the leprosy. So now he's got a reputation of touching the untouchables. 
Huh? Are you hearing me here today? Praise God. Amen. The paralytic that was brought into him, not only saved, but got up, picked up his bed, and walked out of there healed by the power of God. In the house of God, on the Sabbath day of all times, he healed a man with a withered hand. So not only will Jesus touch the untouchable, amen, but he's not bound by time. He works at any time. Are you hearing me here? He works at any time. Don't let the world tell you he's not working today. Don't let the devil tell you he won't touch you tonight. Don't let your situation declare that he won't come to where you're at. I want you to know he's a God of all seasons and a God of all times. And he touches all manner of people. And he heals all manner of diseases. Bible even says this. Mark chapter 3. For he had healed many. Insomuch that they pressed upon him to touch him. Maybe she heard about that. Maybe she heard, you know, I heard uh, that there's been large crowds and people are just trying to touch him. Just trying to touch him. And as many as had plagues even touched Jesus. That's what it said in verse 10. They pressed upon him to touch him as many as had plagues. Amen. Those that have plagues are ceremonial unclean. Amen. So that means while the religious society is walking afar off, Jesus is walking in the middle of it. You're not hearing me here tonight. Amen. When the people that, that, that they thought should have been a help to them have left them, Jesus is walking right in the middle of it all. I mean, he's a God that gets right down in the middle of it all. Hello, somebody. He doesn't run from the devil. He doesn't run from disease. He doesn't run from the plague. He walks right down in the middle of it. Said, come on around me. Amen. Surrounded himself with people. And people were just wanting to touch him. Just wanting to touch him. Your problem doesn't separate you from God. Amen. Your sickness doesn't separate you from God. Your distress doesn't separate you from God. He's not walking to get away from you. He's not turning his back on you. Amen. He's walking. He he wants you to come right up in the middle of it all. He wants to walk right into your situation. I'm telling you what. He was on his way to Jairus' house. Amen. And you know what he was going to do? He was going to walk right into that room where that little girl said, Amen. Everybody else is outside crying, but he come with an answer. I said the man with the plan had an answer coming walking down that road. Amen. He came to heal the sick. Praise God. Even unclean spirits fell down before him crying out, you're the son of God. Man, I'd have loved to have seen something like that. He just walking and the devil possessed just run out there fall down on the ground. Amen. Saying, you're the son of God. He had a reputation for healing the sick. He had a reputation for uh, casting out demons. We spoke about that this morning. Delivering people right out of the synagogue, twice out of the synagogue, filled with the devil. Delivering the, the man from Gadara, from the power of the devil. Amen. It says at evening in Mark 1, the sun did set, and they brought unto him all that were diseased, and them that were possessed with devils, and all the city was gathered together at the door. Man, Marcus, you know what? He, he was making sure we understood the enormity of what was happening. He is saying there were so many people there. It looked like the entire city was there at the door. And Jesus healed the sick and he cast out the devils. 
Hallelujah. Amen. He didn't say you're not good enough. And he didn't say you make enough. And you're not smart enough. Amen. He come to seek and to save the lost. Amen. He's the servant of God that come to heal the sick. Amen. And deliver the oppressed. He had a reputation over nature. He's already calmed the storm. on the, uh, the When the disciples were in the boat on the sea. What manner of man is this? That even the winds and the sea obey him. Hey, have you heard? Have you heard about my Jesus? Huh? Have you heard about Jesus? Have you heard about the one that does miracles? That's what Isaiah says. Have you not heard? Have you not known? He that keeps Israel does not sleep and he does not slumber. Have you heard about my God? Have you heard about your God? Listen, the church, we hear these stories. Amen. And we, we become numb to them. But we need to be reminded of these stories over and over. Why? Amen. So that we can keep faith alive inside of our heart. Amen. Because you never know when you're the one that finds yourself in your place of need but I'm here to tell you when you are there in your hour of need the Savior is available to you he's available to you amen what are you hearing about Jesus what are you hearing about Jesus huh have you ever took time to try to figure out what God's doing in the world or try to hear about what God's doing in the world it'll encourage you hearing the testimonies of people being changed People being saved, revival taking place. Amen. People being healed. Amen. And homes being touched and lives being changed and minds being delivered. You know what happens? The more you hear about what Jesus is doing, the more you start believing he can do that for me. He could do that for me. He's no respecter of first persons. Amen. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. They receive faith by hearing the testimony, amen, of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Amen. What are you hearing about Jesus? Praise the Lord. This woman, she had come to a situation where uh, her situation grew worse, but she heard about Jesus. That good news. Amen. And she left the comfort of her home. She made a determination that she is going to ha- she was going to go out and see Jesus she was going to reach out to Jesus she was going to touch Jesus she had to overcome some things she had to overcome her own dignity amen what ha- pride sometimes stops us well, all the time stops us from receiving from the lord huh pride gets in the way from us receiving from god <coughs> ceremonial unclean amen we worry about what people say we are. We're worried about what people think. We're worried, you know, when people come up and say, well, we was prayed for, we prayed for, here we're going to be prayed for again. Hey, man, you, don't worry about what people think. Hey, man, don't worry about, when you, when you get desperate enough, you'll overcome that. Hey, man, but as long as you can live with it, you'll live with it. Hello, are you hearing me? Hey, man, I have that little, that little saying that says, hey, man, you'll never change what you're willing to put up with. Amen. As long as you're willing to put up with it, or as long as you're willing to make an excuse for it, you'll never change it. Amen. As long as you can learn to live with it, you'll endure it. But at some point, you may find yourself saying, enough's enough. I can't go anywhere. I got to have Jesus. If I don't have Jesus, I'm not going to make it. Amen. She was ceremonial and clean. The law did not allow for her to touch Jesus. But yet, he has a reputation of those with plagues touching him. 
Amen. Touching the hem of his garment. And there's a lot of things that we could, we could talk about the hem of his garment. The, uh, the things that dangle from the hem of his garment that declare him to be the Messiah. Amen. The sewn up bottom of his garment that represents the finished work of Christ. Whatever symbolism you want to put on to that. That's right. It doesn't matter. Her faith was, I just got to touch him. I just got to touch him. I need to reach out to him. She had to get over the detour of her own dignity, swallow her own pride, and press in to Jesus. She had to escape the trap that, that she can wait till tomorrow. Listen, she could have waited for another day. Amen. And her miracle would have walked right on out of the city. Amen. But don't let this opportunity pass you by. When you get the chance, you reach out to Jesus. When you're in need, you reach out to Jesus. Amen. And she had to pass through the crowd. The crowd that was uh, around Jesus, an obstacle. There are obstacles. Amen. There's people with good intentions, but, but not everybody's there for the same reason. Not everybody's there to get a miracle. Some people just have a curiosity. Church is full of people that just have a curiosity. Amen. They just come to see what's going on. But some come because they've got to have him. Some come because their hearts are broken and they need Jesus Christ. Some come because they need a breakthrough. Some come to worship Him. Some come to love Him, but some just come to watch. Hello. Amen. Some just come to see. Some just want to see a performance. Some just want to be entertained. Amen. And frankly, they just get in the way of those that are coming to touch Jesus. Amen. And they just get in the way of those that have a real need. But I'm here to tell you, when you're desperate enough, you'll overcome the detractors. You'll overcome the distractions you'll get past all those that are just curious amen and you'll press your way through the crowd praise God she came behind in the press as she said to herself if I could just touch his clothes I shall be whole that's where her faith was where's your faith where's your faith what is your faith saying what do you believe about Jesus Amen. It's important what we believe about Jesus. What do you think about God's word? Amen. More and more I come back to that same question. I, I, I use it and many times talking to people and I ask them, I said, before we begin, I need to know what is your opinion of the Bible? Amen. Because if the Bible's just a book of suggestions, then I'm not probably going to be able to help you because only advice I'm going to be able to give is from the Bible. Because I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist and all these things. Hey man, what I'm going to speak is just come from the Bible. So I need to know what do you think about the Bible. Hey man, if we're going to talk about how we're going to live, I need to know first of all that you believe the Bible's the word of God. Because if you don't, I'm going to show you what the Bible says and you can easily discard it. If you don't think the Bible is the word of God. If it's just a book of suggestions. And if I tell you, amen, if you don't believe the Bible is the word of God, then me to preach to you and says, by his stripes we are healed. Amen. You'll just begin to reason that away. Amen. But if your faith says, I shall be whole. If your faith says, I can be healed. Because God's word says it is I want you to know Jesus responds to faith amen God responds to faith in so much so that Jesus says if you have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed amen it doesn't take a whole lot of faith it just takes some faith in Jesus Christ you can move mountains amen praise God it is worth the effort to get to Jesus. It is worth the effort. 
Hallelujah. The curious crowd surrounded Jesus. People were bumping into Jesus. But nobody was touching him. Huh? People were were around him, probably wanting to uh, reach out to him for many different reasons. Kind of like when you see a celebrity. Huh? I like to watch golf. Maybe you like to watch golf. I was watching the golf yesterday. And uh, one of the golfers, I forget who it was, I think it was like Jordan Spieth. He had hit one and it was off the fairway a little bit, kind of over in the, the crowd area. And he was sitting there about ready to golf. And the first guy standing just inside the, or outside the ropes here had his back to Jordan with a cell phone like this, taking a video of himself with Jordan in the background, you know. And I'm sitting there thinking, how can you even concentrate to golf? Is somebody wanting to do that? You know, everybody wanted to get close. They walked down the tunnel. They put their hands out. Everybody wanting to slap five. And I'm not, I'm not trying to belittle people that like to see the different ones. But that's the way the crowd was around Jesus. He was a celebrity to many of them. Amen. There was a group of zealots. Amen. That thought that he was going to set up his kingdom. So they're following Jesus thinking he's going to overthrow uh, the Romans. There was a group of people, the Bible says, they just followed him because, hey, he knows how to cook a good meal. He had broke open the bread and fish and fed 5,000. They just follow him around. And Jesus says, you just follow me because I'm feeding you. Amen. And they just get ready for the next meal. Amen. But there's somebody in the crowd that needs a touch from Jesus. There's somebody in the crowd. Amen. That's not there just because they're amazed at the celebrity status of the Son of God. Amen. But they come. Amen. Because he's the answer for their life. He's the one that make a difference in their life. Oh, glory to God. Amen. <clears throat> she pressed through the crowd and she touched him. And she knew immediately that she was whole. I tell you what, I believe we know when we hit that moment of faith. We try hard to have faith. We do. I do. You do. I know you do. And there's so many things that fight our faith, though, right? So many things that cause us to wrestle with our faith. We, we doubt and we struggle and right a lot of thoughts come into our mind. But at that moment when faith is ignited, I believe you know it. I believe you know it. Hey Amen. At that moment because you, you make that connection. Ooh, hallelujah. I mean, I got to tell you, sometimes we say I have faith. But deep down we know that we haven't quite reached that place that we need to be. Huh? And I'm not saying that to, to make us feel bad. We're just being real. There's a fight for our faith out there. There's a struggle. Amen. The devil's trying hard to keep us from believing. Amen. But when she touched him, she knew something passed from him to her. I got something, man. You know when you get it. I said, you know when you get it. Amen. I know when he touches me. I know when I feel the hand of God come upon me. I may not have all the, the exegesis and the theological reasons for it, but I tell you, I know deep down in my soul when Jesus touches my body, my life. Amen. She felt in her body that she was healed. And Jesus then says, who touched me? What a statement. Who touched me? Oh, Peter and all of them, they're perplexed. Lord, there's, a, there's tons of people. They're all bumping into you. Everybody's high-fiving you. You got this group over here trying to get your autograph. And 
Well, you know what I mean. You know, they're wanting over here to take a selfies and, you, you know, modernizing the story a little bit. Everybody, some over here, taking. there's all kinds of people around you. Hey, man, we've got the 12 disciples here to the Lord's secret service, and we're trying to have crowd control and stuff. And what do you mean? Who touched you? Hey, man, Jesus says, oh, somebody had faith. Somebody had faith. Hey, man, and you know what he does? He does something for that woman that maybe we don't realize. Amen. And he turned around and said, who touched me? And she, trembling, comes out from the crowd, falls down at his feet, says, it's me, Lord. Amen. She may not realize what is happening, but you know what he's doing? He's forcing her to make a confession. Amen. That Jesus has to, man, I'll tell you what, confession is a part of the healing process. Amen. I'm the one. Amen. That touched you. And I have been healed of Jesus. And I know it because I felt virtue go out virtue go out amen what is in the Lord can be released to you what is in the Lord can be released to you he does not retain it to himself he wants to release healing to you Amen. He wants to transmit to you. It's just like the leper. I've shared a number of times when Jesus touched the leper. Amen. It was a contagious disease. It was an unclean disease. Amen. But Jesus was not worried about catching it. Amen. Because Jesus was not receiving the disease. He was imparting healing. Imparting healing. What he has, he wants to give to us. Praise God. Jesus responded in faith and she was made whole praise God praise God the woman with an issue of blood so many things that have to overcome amen but when she touched Jesus amen it's important what we hear and what we believe it's important what we're taught amen fill our minds with the good things of God fill our hearts rehearse the the stories of the Bible that build our faith. Because when that hour comes that we're in need, we need to have something to hold on to, to trust God for. Amen. Now, I'm not here to explain, and I, and I can't explain every time people pray and the results that may or may not come. That's not meant for me to decide. Amen. But I just need to reach by faith. Keep reaching for the Lord. Keep pressing through the crowd. Amen. And let go of what all's around me. And know that if I touch him, amen, he won't withhold from me. He won't withhold from me. Praise God. Will you stand? Go ahead and play us, play me a, a song about.